Sorry? I think artists have just always made the world better. I think it is, isn't I it? Artists I think it's have our, really made the world worse. I think I think it's our response. Well, there are artists. That's interesting. That's an interesting. Worse. Technically, Hitler was an artist. Okay. <laughs> Come away with me in the night. Come away with me and I will write you a song. Welcome to another episode of Midnight Falafel. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Um, tonight we have Mila and Kent with us and Martin and we're going to be talking about a couple of topics regarding art because they're artists in their own way. So, oh, and your host is Moxie, of course, with you tonight in Nathan's Magical House. So welcome to the show. I would like to go around the table and ask you guys uh, to introduce yourselves by sort of um, your name and then how you would maybe briefly describe what your art is. So my name is Mila. And I guess I'm a visual artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly do illustration um, and uh, and drawing in general, uh, but I also do digital design as well. Mm-hmm. So um, basically anything that is um, visual that isn't film just yet um, is what I'm working on. Uh, my name is Kent. Uh, I'm a writer musician. Uh, what that means practically is uh, I have a couple novels as well as a bunch of albums, uh, which I well write and compose on. Uh, I'm known for spoken word and being a guitarist. Hi, I'm Martin. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yay. Um, I am a performing artist, so I'm an actor. Nathan was asking why... Oh, why we decided to become artists in the first place? Yeah. Oh, I think I had very specific plans from very young because, I mean, I, I, I was the short, white, upper-middle-class kid in Texas, mm. in rural Texas, who could not contribute to the football team, who could not contribute to the basketball team, who could not contribute to maybe the tennis, but, I, you know, I didn't apply myself. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So I found the speech and drama department. I'm like, oh, we can put on plays and we can like be creative and you know, like all young gay boys do. They start with the arts, the arts, the arts, the arts. And I realized I was good at acting. I was good at entertaining people. I was good at making people laugh. I had good timing. I don't know. It just sort of it's one of those things that you know and you're like it makes you happy and it's that's what you're supposed to do. So yeah. you, you pursue that path. You do that in high school. You know, they, it's like, I th- always find it interesting. I got a letter jacket. I'm old enough to remember what it's like to get a letter jacket in high school. And they all said football, <laughs> basketball. I was going to say, don't you have to play something? To get yeah. <laughs> no, bitch, listen to this. Mine said speech and drama. Oh, yeah? We would do and go to speech and drama tournaments. Where we were all like very competitive and yes. it was awesome. Yeah. I actually won more trophies for my high school in my junior and senior year in high school than any football team had ever done in the history. <laughs> you reminded me of this because you were talking about sports in high school. Because my sport in high school, um, 
I, I, I could not do team sports. I sucked at team sports because I have social anxiety. So anytime somebody would hand me a ball, it would just be the worst <laughs> thing in the, the world. Like, what do you do? Is that just yeah. throw it? Like, what? So I became a fencer. <gasps> what? No, you yeah. did I played in foils and... Yes, it was so good. So anyway, the so reason... Good. The reason why you reminded me of this or like why I'm following this train of thought is because I am now teaching a seven-year-old girl how to fence. Oh, and, that's so cool. And it's so cool and it's so much fun and she's my hero and Aww. I adore her. But Aww. the thing is, is that I was thinking about it in terms of just like ego versus encouragement. Sure. And like the, the, my answer for the reason why I continue to be an artist is because somebody told me that I was good at it. And mm. I think that there is a, there is this, um, especially as women and especially me talking to like a little girl about mm-hmm. fencing, mm-hmm. there hasn't been throughout our lifetime enough encouragement mm. to be bold, to be good at something and to, and to want to like go with it to voice yourself to voice yourself Mm -hmm. or to really be proud of your talent it's Mm -hmm. been kind of looked at as egotistical to a certain degree to say or without value yeah and it's okay to like encouragement it's okay to like other people liking that you're a good musician that's okay Mm. i think that if that encourages you and it pushes you and it feeds you to create more art then why not do it since you brought up like what i was saying about like ego and everything also like any negative feedback also drove me to be an artist as well. Like my dad showed up to one of my first, like I, I was in this kind of crummy punk rock band in high school. What <laughs> <laughs> was it called? What was it called? It was called Stalag 17 after this old War, World War II Stalag film. Is there like video on YouTube? No, but it's funny because the, the, the rhythm guitarist and the drummer ended up going to college together and running the college radio. And like I went to visit them in Philadelphia, and everyone was like, oh, "You're you're Kent," and I was like, "How do you know?" And like, they didn't even play our songs; they just played the the stuff in between takes of me screaming at the other band members. <laughs> oh my and like, God, no. You guys need to get in tune. Like, what is wrong with you guys? And just cursing. And like, so this entire college just knew me as the angry, angry Asian frontman. <laughs> but it was like uh, my dad showed up to our first show just to, like I didn't even tell him about the show, and he showed up just to. To to disapprove, like, oh, you know, no. like a, we were. I, I was playing at this place that had no. like it had one set of windows, right? So there's a crowded bunch of teenagers jumping around and screaming. And I remember at some point while we're playing, I looked up and I could see out the one window of this place. My dad just kind of standing oh. there with his arms crossed, like disapproving. And then, oh. and, and my dad played guitar too, which is, I, you know, ironically, that's what started me on guitar was I was inspired by him. But I came out and basically he just pointed out all my mistakes, being like, oh, you got this wrong and you got this wrong. Oh. And I was like, oh, great. My dad passed, to, passed away when I was 19, but my mom is still alive and... I was asked to to appear. And this was at Madison Square Garden Theater. The show went off really well, and my mom had come along. And I remember I came, after the show, I came backstage, and I was like, hey, mom, what'd you think? And, you know, like, and I'm, I'm full of adrenaline. I'm like, dude, I just... I just did a bunch of stuff in front of like 10,000 people. This is incredible. At Madison Square Garden. At Madison Square Garden. My mother's only comment was, there's a lot of really strange people here. (laughs) Is art wasteful? And is art wasteful? Is art wasteful? Um, Well, I was inspired by the zero waste lifestyle, and I have been trying to lead a um, 
minimal waste style, which what which means that I've adjusted my lifestyle in such a way so that I produce the least amount of garbage that would go into a landfill as possible. Um, wow, this, that's commitment. Thank right. you, mm-hmm. thank you. I mean, that's like really thinking about things differently. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Uh, well, and and a lot of it too was. Um, you know, it was a pet project for myself, and then eventually it just kind of turned into the more be- the more that I did research and the more that I became aware of this kind of lifestyle, the more I realized that I just wanted to sort of lead a lifestyle that would also influence other people in small ways, and that that would create an impact and a domino effect, and 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 sort of exemplify in a way. Because um, I'm a very lazy, messy person. So in a way, I wanted to sort of create a lifestyle where I'm like, you don't have to be perfect in order to help the environment, but you can do little things in your day-to-day life that don't don't have to feel like this insurmountable goal of leading a zero-waste lifestyle. Although I think it's incredible, I don't think that the average person can reduce their waste to a mason jar a year which is what some of these zero-waste lifestyle people do, which is really, really cool. Really, a mason jar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's, a, there's a girl in New York City who has, like, She's a... got a blog of, like, every yeah. year, she, it's like the thing becomes le- more, little smaller and smaller. She's like, this year, yeah. like, when she started, it was just, like, a thing like this, and then now it's just, like, a tiny container of garbage. That spans like four or five years. I yeah, think. Probably, okay. I've probably okay. done that okay. today. That's cool. That, 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 that's cool. I, I don't get it yet. I want to hear more about it. Sure, sure, sure. But what does that have to do with art being wasteful? I would say that um, you know you can think of the play on words of wasteful mm-hmm. as you know is art something that is not worth doing in the world these days? You know, is it kind of a drop in the ocean because we have social media that kind of stuff, or are wasteful in the literal term of do we create garbage when we make art and i would say that out of all of us as artists mox and i being visual artists i think that we are the ones that would create the most waste in a certain way in that literal term yeah Mm -hmm. exactly because because everything that a writer and a musician can do and a performer can do is all digital nowadays or visuals. With zero waste um, lifestyle that you're talking about, though, I, I think it's really cool and I think it's something I want to learn more about. I don't know if I'm, I'm on board with it yet. It's a little frightening to me. Um, but I don't think I could get through, what, the next 40 years of my life on this earth without art. Out of the literal question, right? So Martin's an actor. I'm a, mu- a musician. Where the the actual physical trash that would be produced would be from productions more than than personally. But even even that, you can you know you can you can find ways that things are recycled and reused and everything like that. I feel like when it comes to art, um, I think that that's a permanence worth having, whereas garbage is an. Im- a permanence worth not worth having. I agree. I think life doesn't exist without art. You oh, can't yeah. go to a world where there's no art, yeah. whether it's disposable or not. Historically, we're, it's only been very recent that we've been able to preserve art in any sort of way. Sure. You know, that's why, I mean, when we're talking about ancient art, we're generally talking about architecture and structures and things that could last millennia. As, as far as art which has been able to pre- be preserved, I mean, if you're talking about visual art, you're talking about the last thousand years is where most of the stuff we're looking at. Mm-hmm. The last 500, if we're really talking about what most people are aware of, if you're talking about 
music, you're talking a little over a century. If you're talking about film, you're talking about a century. You know, we're, we're in a very specific time where that can even be a question. Art up until now has always been something that, that has been, I, 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 I hate, I hate the idea that it's something that's like waste or trash. Like it's always been something that's, I prefer transient. Yeah, you okay. Know, I prefer, I much prefer transient to that. Sure. So everything about um, art is based on also the interpretation that we make of it. You know, yeah. art wouldn't exist without the audience to, to experience it. But I, I just think that um, the, the reason why I separated it or the reason why I couldn't compromise my art versus um, the, the environmental um, causes that I want to that I want to follow and that I'm so passionate about is because I believe that art like human beings is a um, product of the result of this of the trash problem yeah. it's it, it, and 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 in a way it is uh it's a victim of it I think that art is 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 suffering from the fact that we're just a lot of humans who didn't have foresight in a lot of ways and now we're creating all of this garbage i adore books for example mm. i i adore the smell of them the feel of them i love print and anytime that i have a conversation about environmentalism with anybody and they pull out their day planner they apologize to me and they're like oh i'm sorry that i'm making trash because i have a day planner and i'm like are you kidding me i have a day planner i can't live my life without it i like <laughs> the feel of paper so it I think that it's a victim of it, not so much a a. Only a if you let it be. Only if you let it be. <laughs> I don't want to. I travel a lot with my job, and I sit on the airplane. And I read books. I, I'm like you. Sure, I love sure books. I like the paper. I like. I'm like the Sunday New York Times in the hotel. <laughs> you know, it's just this great turn the big pages and read and read and read. I love all of that, and I sit next to the airplane with the person who's using their um, what do you call them? The the the, the Kindles. Yes. God bless them. They're, they're doing much better for the environment than I am, but I just yeah. kind of look at them and go, oh, I mean, yes, succumbed. No one really knows in 100 years what people will consider art from our time. You know, and it might be something that we, you know, that we would be shocked by if we could, if we could take a time machine and we like, really, like... 100 years? In 100 years, like, none of this stuff mattered, but somehow the Backstreet Boys have, like, been, <laughs> have maintained in the catalog for, our, for all time. back <laughs> They are timeless. They are. <laughs> like I felt so um, kind of helpless in the whole situation when I saw like politics kind of at a rise and realized that if I didn't get involved, I was sort of being oblivious and being very naive. So I was like, all right. And then I kind of got a little bit more involved and I was like, I feel so helpless. Like, I don't know what to do. And then I realized that like artivism is a thing, like using your voice to, you know, say what you're feeling and you're thinking is actually really powerful because it gives a voice to like a lot of people that maybe don't have that voice Absolutely. and it's actually something so valuable I and mean, some people would say that is the thing i mean i again we historically live in a period of time where we can actually choose art it's art artivism is that but historically it's, it's been like that art has either been entertainment basically minstrels or or some kind of speech some kind of stance some some way to reach out and, and speak to the public a commentary to the public we're the only living beings that are self-aware that have this level of self-awareness and i think that art is a product of that yeah like because of the fact that we can mock ourselves with comedy or we can we can bear our, our souls with with visual or, or musical art like 
we it's have uniquely a, human. It's right. a very uniquely human thing of being self-aware, of being aware of the human condition yeah, and, and creating of things for the sake of creating them. Yeah, exactly. You know? If you like what you just heard, follow, like, and subscribe to us on Facebook and YouTube. If you have some spare change and want to support a starving artist community, we have a Patreon page where there's incentives for donations, and we will love and appreciate you forever and ever and ever and ever. All these links will be in the description box below. With that, we bid you adieu at Midnight Falafel. Until next time.